1: the fall guy only in theaters may 3rd rated pg-13 it's only a kick a jump a block it's only a serve it's only a tackle a run it's
2: only for the fans after all it's only pressure you got this adidas Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network.
1: Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe Gier and Hawksworth with you on a Tuesday here. Some big guests coming up, including Jason Scott, one minute from now, the VP of training for BetMGM, CRG Futures Ian McDonald next hour. We'll dive back into baseball futures. We get ready for the LDS, including a big injury Phillies and the Braves. But right now, let's go out to the guest line. The GetMyPhoenix.com guest line joining us is Jason Scott, VP of training for BetMGM. The Phoenix, a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. Jason, uh, welcome back to the show. Excited to have you. So we we're, were talking before you came on about the line movement we've seen now in the Rams and the Panthers. The Panthers fire their coach. Baker Mayfield hurt. Uh, take, take us into the idea of, of trying to set the line in that game. The Rams haven't played well. Panthers might be the worst team in the league, and now a coaching change there. Does that make it difficult to set a line for a game like this when it's a week like this?
3: Well, the coaching change is easy to understand. I'm not sure about also sacking the defensive coordinator and the defensive pass coordinator becomes the coach who had a less than stellar record with Arizona, so I'm not sure we're going to see an instant improvement there on the back of the coaching. Yeah, look, it's difficult. I mean, it gets to the point where the Rams just have to like you get to that stage of the season where they need to show someone, uh, I wouldn't be taking the eleven and a half this early in the week, but um, I'm sure many of many of our customers will.
2: Hmm. Was it was it uh, that move about the coaching change or the potential quarterback change? Do you, if it's PJ Walker, is there any difference between Baker, who is grading out as the worst quarterback in the NFL?
3: It's not significant, but to, the, to the, our customers and to the mindset it'll be different. I mean, you guys might be in front of me. What happened to Sam Donald? Is he injured or has Walker gone past him?
1: I think Donald's um, not ready to, to come back, right? I think he's been activated from yeah. the, uh, the the practice window but he's not quite ready to, to play.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, look, I think, if, it's been an interesting season that we've seen. You know, the Cooper Rush and uh, Jacoby Brissett, so-called backup quarterbacks, start pretty reasonably well. well. I saw a smile until Jacoby sort of had the brain explosion in the last minute the other day. But, look, they've been decent. Uh, I think the quarterbacking in the league outside the top 10 is so average that there's not a lot of difference between the bottom 15 quarterbacks in the league and the backups. So to that is there's a little bit of a point or two on the back of that, but that's all it will be.
0: I'm curious your thoughts on this Bills at Chiefs line. Um, Chiefs three-point underdogs hosting the Bills. uh, How much is home field advantage worth in this situation? And as part of this move from yesterday have to do with the Chiefs being down 20 points early to the Raiders. Um, I'm just curious how you rate these two teams and how you come up with this number.
3: Yeah, look, I'm surprised. Uh, I heard you mention in the previous segment it moved from two to three on the back of last night. Uh, I, You know, home field advantage is usually worth three points. I refuse to believe it would be six and a half if we played in Buffalo. So I tend to think it'll get yeah. off the three and we'll reduce.
1: Jason, Sunday Night Football, you have the Eagles and the Cowboys, first place in the line in the NFC East. And we don't really know at this second who's going to be playing quarterback. I think it's Cooper Rush, but you know, there's some uncertainty on Dak Prescott. The line right now at MGM four and a half is, is – how much into the number is the uncertainty still around? Who's going to play quarterback? Or is the line set with the idea that it's Cooper Rush on
3: Sunday? Well, we've gone into it with the idea that it's Cooper Rush. I mean, the thing is when that very first game against the Bengals, well, the line moved about six points on the back of Cooper Rush. Uh, he's managing the game well, letting his defense try and win the games. So we're seeing each week that the, the Cooper Rush influence is diminishing and there's less and less. So my guess is If that comes back, I still don't think it goes under three. It might go to three and a half. Um, I think people are pretty comfortable with what they're seeing. And then you've got the unknown of whether the injured guy is coming back early.
2: What about the the line for Minnesota-Miami? Right now you guys have the Vikings as three-point road favorites. Who's going to be the quarterback? Uh, any, any idea if it's going to be Bridgewater coming back? He cleared the concussion protocol. Uh, Tua or their third stringer, Skylar Thompson?
3: Uh, I haven't got a clue, but guess what? Looking at the lack of handle in this game, no one's certain. So no, nothing's leaked mm-hmm. out on Miami yet, anyway. Uh, when we're wrong on these things, we get knocked over very, very quickly. Uh, that hasn't been the case. So we'll wait till the stage of the week where where we see which way it goes and we'll have an idea certainly whether it's the difference between uh, Tua and Skyler.
0: I wanted to ask you about the Eagles' more big picture, but their offensive line really banged up. Could that catch up with them or do you factor that in at all uh, moving forward looking at how you rate this Eagles team?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think we have to. Um, you know, The offensive line is, is such an important part that – you know, in terms of Super Bowl futures, it looks like those guys, there's no, there's no season injuries there. So they're going to be back. We don't move that. I mean, the other thing we're considering there is that division's a hell of a lot stronger than we thought it would be. I mean, yeah. I don't know how, how real the Giants and Cowboys are. But, you know, the walk in the park that that, that it looked like the Eagles would have uh, looking at their schedule and then assuming they'd win maybe five, five or six division games is, is going to be a little bit tougher than we first thought.
1: You mentioned the Giants and the Cowboys and that NFC East there. Uh, the Cowboys are interesting because they've done it without Dak. Dak comes back, you know, they're certainly live to keep winning some games. The Giants, I still don't know how they're doing it, Jason. H- have, have the opinions changed on them within the market on their win total, on their futures, because they've, they've banked four wins now and it looks like their coach might be a difference-making kind of coach.
3: He certainly is. Look, I think personally I've got the same opinion as you, but... I mean, at some stage, you have to believe, I, I um, happened to be in uh, New York two weeks ago. I went and sat through their game with the Bears, which might be one of the worst games of football I've ever seen. <laughs> um, so so I, I must admit, when they were down 10 points against Green Bay, I wasn't in the, in the group that th- gave them any hope to come back. I was trying to think they might be able to flick a, flick a touchdown or something to, um, to cover. So I'm certainly not a believer. The money that we're seeing come in hasn't. We're not seeing a poultice come in and uh, momentum's up going all their way. I mean, they're still plus 1,200 to win the division. In actual fact, I personally, minus 300 the Eagles, plus 300 the Cowboys, I think they probably should be closer.
2: Uh, why for Thursday? Why did you guys flip from Washington as the the short favorite to the Bears as a short favorite? Was that uh, action at BetMGM or following the market?
3: That was action. Look, what happened in that Washington Tennessee game betting wise was, was the most confounding thing I've seen this year. I mean, we opened up minus two and a half uh, the Tennessee, and and the Commanders jump favorite. We saw all the so-called Sharps top end wanting to be on the Commanders, and then late we saw some six, multiple six-figure bets uh, on the on the Commanders, one of them starting with a four. And I just couldn't understand the polis of money. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm sort of surprised that it's flipped because usually that means that there's a group somewhere that have power-ranked the Commanders. Uh, it wouldn't shock me if it slips back towards the end of the week, but, gee, it's not a great Thursday night game, is it? No.
0: No. I don't know who's looking forward to that one. Um, looking at NFC big picture, um, we've obviously got the Eagles there, but who would be your second and third favorite teams to come out of the NFC? Plenty of football still to be played here, but I'm just curious who might rise to the top.
3: Yeah, look, I think I think we can get caught away. You know, the, the old story about it being 17 uh, one-week seasons the NFL and we can get caught up. Uh, the Buccaneers have been injured they, they will improve and look the 49ers look like they're um, they look look like that division's very winnable for them as well. Uh, I prefer to be on them to win the division than the Rams uh, so to me they look the three that have got to beat as I said I don't think the Eagles have got the walk in the park in the division that perhaps we thought.
1: Jason Scott, VP of trading for BetMGM, joining us here on the BetQL Network. Jason, I'm fascinated by this Patriots-Browns game on Sunday. Uh, we're still not sure the quarterback there. Maybe Zappi for another week as Mac Jones tries to work his way back. But New England, two weeks in a row with Zappi playing, nearly knock off the Packers, and then they take apart the Lions at home. Now they go to Cleveland against an old Belichick quarterback in Brissett. Uh, the thought process in this game, Browns as a three-point favorite here, 42 and a half in the total at BetMGM um how how much is the quarterback uncertainty with new england playing into the number
3: yeah i think certainly the public has lost a bit of confidence in new england i mean new england and dallas for the last five ten years have been the team that's always got the biggest number regardless of who they're playing they've got a huge supporter base and and there is always money for them uh there was there was a bit of money for them last week uh but they were pretty much friendless against the uh the cowboys on the back i sorry against green bay on the back of um the injury to Mac, I, I, I don't think this one's going through the key number of three. I think I it, it wouldn't surprise me if it stays around three. Maybe gets a minus three and a half for the week. Um, again, Cleveland at home. Cleveland, even in the games they've lost this year, they've competed really well. Uh, I know the Cowboys, uh, the Patriots are coming off a big win and a good performance the week before that, but I, I can't see there being a big push for the Patriots this week.
2: Any uh, any specific teams jump out that have impressed? We've talked about some teams that have been disappointing, like the LA Rams, but just from where we were, say, a month ago, around when the season was starting, to where we are now, where the power ratings have changed, or the point spread has changed so much from where we were looking at a few weeks ago.
3: Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a tricky question to answer, and we almost come back to our 17 one-week seasons, you know? If you'd asked me this question yeah. last week, I'd have said Jacksonville. Uh, but, you know, I, in my opinion, I've been surprised about how competitive the Jets have been, the Texans have been. I think the Texans might have covered every game this year. Uh, I think they covered it down in Denver. Um, you know, they've, they've been competitive, and obviously the Giants, they've been, they've been the surprises to me.
0: As we sit here almost 11 a.m. Tuesday morning, which side or total are you seeing the most bets on so far this week?
3: Uh, the Cowboys so far which isn't unusual. though. They're, they're always a loser, but <laughs> yeah. some, of the, some of the sharp people have come in. But, you know, by the end of the week, it's a, we're only going to be talking about what's happening at Arrowhead.
1: That's for sure. Jason, we appreciate you hopping on. Jason Scott, the VP of trading for Bed MGM. He was on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. The Phoenix, a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com. To learn more, we'll catch up with Jason again next week. It's interesting when you you kind of play that out, Joe. The um, the Cowboys' number and the uh, you know probably Cooper Rush, but it's already down. It's moving towards the Cowboys in that game.
2: They're buying. They're they're, they're yep. buying that, that team right now. They're buying the defense, and uh, it's interesting that they're picking this as a spot for you. Don't need them to lose, but you're getting five for uh, to go against your Eagles.
1: Joe and They're o, Joe just G, a big
0: public team, too, right? Sure. For the Cowboys, right. of
1: course they are. <laughs> yeah. Joe O, Every Joe year. G Aaron Hawksworth, BetQL Daily on the other side, Ian McDonald, CRG Futures talks of futures with him, right here on the BetQL Network.
2: We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network.